Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. If you're keeping track at home, this is season five, episode 19, and that is 231 total episodes of football and beer goodness. My name is Britt. I'm Craig, and I'm back, and I think you meant 213 episodes, but we're good. What did I say? I think you said 231. I am working on reduced sleep. I literally just said to Craig, I'm like, what episode is this? Because I got like five hours of sleep last night, and I think I'm some sort of hummingbird. (laughs) So we have have breaking news in the NFL COVID uh, conversation. But first, let's begin where we always begin. Craig, what are you drinking? Uh, So tonight, and I hope everyone enjoyed my surprise open last week uh, since I wasn't on. Oh, my God. I... I, I, was, I thought I thought someone had hijacked a file <laughs> until I heard you start to talk. Yeah, and I went, oh, my God. Inside inside podcast. I don't tell anyone when I do this. So I just it's just a surprise when Britt listens to it in the morning. Yeah. So um, so here's our process. So, so <laughs> folks understand this. We record. Craig and I bring both of our information, our, our responsibilities to the table. We record this episode. Craig masters it after it, you know, into the wee hours of the morning and uploads it to our server. I then get up the next morning, download it from the server, proof it to make sure that there's nothing egregious like, I don't know, a terrible audio skip where it just (laughs) makes no sense what I did, but happens once in a while. And then I put it, set it for release. This is the process. There's no communication. Once I hang up the phone, I don't usually talk to Craig until like a day or two later or there's something going on. There's, or unless there's something going on. But so I download this damn episode last Thursday and I'm driving. Where was I going? Oh, I was go. I had to travel to Newtown. Ah. If you know Connecticut, Newtown isn't exactly the middle of nowhere. It's only 20 miles, but it's one of those places you have to go south to go east to go north to get there. So it takes 45 minutes. Yes. It's stupid. Much. <laughs> it's stupid. It, it's just there's no direct route there. So I'm like, this is a perfect time. I'm just going to download it to my phone, and while I'm driving, I'll proof the episode. So now I'm sitting in my car. <laughs> I drop my wife off at work, and I hit the play button. <laughs> and I drive about 15 feet, and I hear what sounds like sexy saxophone music, and I went, oh, shit, what the fuck did I download? <laughs> and then I hear Craig go, tonight and i went oh shit here he goes here we fucking go i actually pulled over i pulled over because i never know what to expect from craig at that moment this could be genius this could be insanity this could be a manifesto i have no idea what to expect Uh, that's awesome Uh, yeah and then i immediately i listened to the opening i paused it i grabbed my phone while i was pulled over and i texted i was like you're a jerk just hit send and started driving again listen to the rest of the episode so it was anyway. good. It was good. And then if anyone well, what didn't... are you drinking? Oh, what am I drinking? Yes. Uh, so I'm still not feeling. I'm feeling better. Not super, but mm-hmm. getting there. I want to be ready for Brit's giving. So, um, yeah. I am drinking a raspberry lime rattler from Athletic Brewing. Oh, that's nice. And I already opened it, so there's no uh, can noise. But it's very yeah. good. Yeah. Very good. Um, I have a can of uh, Everyday Fog. From Abomination Brewing. I gave you a couple of cans of this on your birthday two mm-hmm. weeks ago. I don't know if you've had a chance to try it yet, but it's a fantastic IPA. Um, it's dank and citrusy without just screaming. You know, it's, it, it doesn't feel like someone's trying to shove citrus down my throat. Um, oh, so and someone's not like hitting you with lemons and oranges. Yeah. I mean, there are some IPAs, and I always like to use the the, the, the analogy of you opening a door. 
There are some IPAs you drink and you hear that it's like hearing a doorbell and you open it up and there's a pro wrestler there and he just starts pelting you with pineapple. <laughs> you know, that's not what I'm looking for. And then once you're like, okay, okay, enough of the pineapple. He's like, yeah, you're right. It goes and just starts chucking. <laughs> some IPAs have gotten so tropical in their expression of flavor that it gets like the, this is just a really solid, not overpowering um, New England double. Excuse me. Well, good. Yeah, so, that's how that's how this is. It's it's very subtle. Like this is definitely I know we're in winter, but this is I would definitely say this is like a summer kind of beer. It's yeah. very very oh, light Rattlers, and refreshing. Yeah. yeah, but it's good. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and you have to you have to rest up for Brits giving because I'm, yeah. I'm bringing scotch. <laughs> oh, you know I, 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 I still have I still have that Laughlin if you want to try it. Oh, do we dare bring two bottles of scotch? Well, you know everyone's flavor palette is different. Yeah, but the problem is we're going to Sean's. So what the hell are we talking about? Every year, it's a it's a tradition now. We have uh, a, like a Friendsgiving, but we've been doing this since before Friendsgiving was actually a thing. And uh, we're hipster usually, Thanksgivingers. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We were we are hipster Thanksgiving. We we were we did it before it was popular. Um, and uh, it, it's this Sunday, but the true tradition of Britsgiving is watching football and drinking. The meal is there, and it, it's but it's mainly to make sure that we all sober up before any of us try to go home. <laughs> um, famously, Craig and I once polished off an entire growler of holiday ale in the first like thirty minutes <laughs> of a Brits giving, and we both looked at the empty growler, and Craig said to me, "There's got more beer, right?" And I'm like, "No, this is what I bought for us to get through the day," <laughs> and so we had to go out to the liquor store at the end of the street and get something else. But yeah. So yes, rest up because I'm I'm bringing some sort of scotch. I don't know what it is though. I there's a couple of them. I I actually went poking around for some some decent scotch and Christy had some input on it and you know she'll drink she'll drink a scotch with us. So, but anyway, burning hot takes. We got to get you. Um, and not really like compared to last week's. Good news is Aaron Rodgers hasn't blamed the woke mob for anything new. Um, Good. and he also hasn't come down with COVID again or done anything else stupid that we can report on. All right. Um, <clears throat> Odell start. Beckham Jr. What's that? I said that's a start. Odell, Odell Beckham Jr. backed up everything we said last week. He went there and he had 15 plays. They used him 11 times in the first half, four times in the second half, and he did absolutely nothing. Uh, and yeah, yeah. We all saw that play where he just decided to stop running and Matt Stafford launched the ball, and he probably could have had a touchdown if he actually ran the route. Yeah, so, from the angles I saw, he it definitely looked like he slowed down, which uh, you know turned into an interception. So I can't blame Matt Stafford yeah. on that one. No, no, I think the I think the Rams are trying to the Rams the Rams need to get out of their own way. They're a yeah. talented group. Oh, but Robert Woods, yeah, okay, people get hurt, but you're a talented group. You don't need to do everything bizarre. Like I, they, they did a fake field goal. Did they? I didn't see that. It was terrible. It was terrible. The 49er linebackers are too fast. Too fast. It was like and it was like fourth and eight. It wasn't close. Oh. <laughs> it was fourth and eight. They gained like three yards because the linebacker just ran over to this lineman who was eligible and caught the ball. And bad news, linebackers are typically faster than offensive linemen. Usually. Usually. Typically speaking. Yes. <laughs> so, all right, anyway. Burning hot takes. So we, we have breaking news out of the NFL. Earlier this afternoon, the NFL issued more guidance and new protocols for uh, COVID testing. 
So, Craig, I'm going to read this to you. This is coming to us from the uh, the the uh, New York Times. Okay. Uh, the NFL strengthened its COVID-19 protocols as the number of positive cases rise across the country and people make plan to convene for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, recommended facility testing for families of players and other employees are, is now in place. Every person, regardless of their vaccination status, must wear masks inside team facilities between November 25th and December 1st. Hmm. So basically the Thanksgiving holiday. Right. Uh, and also, uh, and all players, coaches, and support staff must be tested for the coronavirus on both November 29th and December 1st. Hmm. Hmm. With Wednesday's, up, Wednesday's update to the protocols, unvaccinated players must wait for their test revolt results before entering a team facility while vaccinated players and staff can enter their facilities but must remain masked while they wait for results. Craig, is this going to matter? So they, they have to wear masks between basically now, essentially, or between next Wednesday and December 1st. They've got to be tested on November 29th and December 1st. And if they're unvaccinated, they have to stay out of the practice facility while they wait for their results. Does this change anything? Is this going to be effective? I, I think we're going to see players miss games that week in December. I think you, we are too. You know everyone's going to go to like not small gatherings over the holiday um, if they're not if they're not playing clearly. But um, yeah, yeah. If you're playing fantasy, definitely have some backups in mind. Just you know, just in case. <laughs> Because we are going to see people miss at least a week, I think. This says to me the NFL is scared of an outbreak. They are scared of an outbreak, and they are scared of cancer. They've already said they're not canceling games. Yeah, what are they? What are they? What are they going to do? Let's say we get we get to that week in December, and like I I don't know. I'm just going to pick a random team. The Eagles. Let's say like 30 of the Eagles test positive. What are they going to do? The Eagles are going to have to forfeit. Then when you are they still canceling a game, or are they just Eagles get a loss? No, the Eagles are going to get a, get a loss. They were very clear at the start of the season there would be no rescheduled games that teams that could not field healthy players would simply take take losses. Hmm. They hmm. were very clear on this. This was one of the ways that they put the pressure on the teams. Hey, good news, everybody. We are not going to deal with rescheduled games. Yay. You're just <laughs> going to forfeit if you don't get your shit together. Oh. That is literally what the league came out and said. Because we, how many? But the, the the Steelers rescheduled what two or three games last year. The Patriots yeah. rescheduled one. Yep, someone else did too. Yeah, there were a couple of them. Mm-hmm. The league came out and said we're not going to deal with it this year. You need to get your shit together now. Aaron Rodgers fooled the entire league, and now the mm-hmm. league is like, all right, listen, if you're not vaccinated, you're sitting at home after Thanksgiving. That so, says to me they're worried about an outbreak. So you think Aaron Rodgers' um, situation scared them? I think it's part of this, yeah. Honestly, I do. I can see I that. I honestly do. Now, is it overreaction? I don't think so. I don't think no. so. Aaron Rodgers basically shined a spotlight on how lax the league has been in enforcing its own <laughs> policy. That's true. I mean, we can thank Aaron for that. He made an example out of the NFL that, you know, and it's something I don't think the NFL wanted anyone to notice. No, they didn't. They absolutely didn't want it was there's nothing to see here. It was that scene from the naked gun where they <laughs> yep. drive into the fireworks factory and Frank <laughs> Driven walks out and goes, please disperse. There's nothing to see here as people are running around on fire and screaming <laughs> and Explosions. screaming. Ignore flaming man. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. 
that that is literally what the NFL thought we were they were going to get away with, and Aaron Rodgers blew it for him. And Aaron Rodgers threw his own organization under the bus when he said in that podcast. Everyone knew, everyone at the the Packers knew. Yep. Meanwhile, we go live to the Packers GM who has just put his hands behind his back, looked at the sky, and is whistling a jaunty <laughs> tune as he walks away from the television cameras. <laughs> his yep. new name is Raul Sanchez. <laughs> Lionel uh, yes. Hutz no longer exists. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, I think this is I think the NFL is scared. I think the NFL is scared of having to cancel games. Yeah. And, and don't forget, too. This goes beyond win-loss. So take, for example, the Cowboys are playing the Chiefs this week, right? Mm-hmm. It's Cowboys at Chiefs. <clears throat> Imagine a scenario where the Cowboys can't feel the team. Okay. Imagine, all right, where this is that's, not That's not hard to do, real. but okay. Yep. <laughs> What's that? I said that's not hard to do, but okay. True. <laughs> Imagine a situation where the Cowboys have a COVID outbreak. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs get a win, <clears throat> but the Chiefs lose a home game. The Chiefs lose home game revenue. All those mm. beer sales, all those ticket sales, all that has to go. Someone, people are going to want rebates or they're going to be pissed off when they read the fine print and find out that their tickets are not refundable. Mm-hmm. No matter how you slice it, a visiting team can royally fuck over a home team if they have to forfeit. That is true. Well, I Just didn't saying. think of that. That's true. Financially, it's a it's a burden. It's a financial burden. TV money. It's all based on how much Cowboys at Chiefs is the national game this week. Is it? Oh yeah, it is. <clears throat> Wait, did you plan that for Brits giving? No, but I wish I had. <laughs> I can't wait because I D- D- Dak Prescott's going to get bad things are going to happen to Dak Prescott. I really do. I do believe that. I think. Uh, I think. I think that game's going to be very high scoring. But okay. Anyway, on to your burning hot take. What do you got for me? Uh, so my burning hot take is a little less serious. It, it revolves around a player who he's, he's been on multiple teams and he was just, cu- he was just cut. <laughs> he was just cut by his most recent team. Le'Veon Bell. And that man is Le'Veon Bell. It, is Le'Veon Bell done? Is he yes. just after his whole Dairy Queen incident? Is he, is his career just over? Like, is he ever going to, Dairy... ever going to come no, back? No, I'm sorry. <clears throat> no, I was going to say, is he ever going to come back as what he was? Or is he just done at this point? Yes, he's done. Yes, the Dairy Queen incident was a turning point and should be a cautionary tale not to screw around. And no, he's never coming back. He's 29 years old. That year, you know what really killed him was the year he took off, which is the year after the Dairy Queen incident, I believe. Yeah, because then he, but, the year, the following year, he went to the, he got signed by the Jets. Correct. The year he took off killed him. Yeah, athletes. And, and I understand it's a two-way street. Athletes have to remember they are employees of an organization. If they don't like it, they have the right to go somewhere else and not make as much money, mm-hmm. which was what he was quite trying to poke fun at when he applied at Dairy Queen. Right. <laughs> but in the end analysis, it is going to be a player who could have been Hall of Fame caliber and literally pissed away his chances. Huh, T.O.? Because he just wanted to make a point about how badly he felt he was treated. Because he was mm. only being paid about $5 million a year. How's that all? <laughs> For $5 million a year, you can tell me when I eat, when I sleep, <laughs> and when I poop. I, 
<laughs> I, I and I'm not. And again, don't don't misconstrue this. The NFL absolutely utilizes its player base to make much, much more money <laughs> off of them. Right. I'm not suggesting that these folks should just be grateful they're making $5 million and just shut up. They should always be looking for the best deal. You don't look for the best deal by making a spectacle of the fact that you don't feel you're being paid enough. I do not walk into work tomorrow to get a raise by coming in in tattered rags with a cup and stand by the door that says, please help. (laughs) That is not, that is not helping my cause. And that's essentially what he did. And it's hard for it's hard for the average American to have sympathy for somebody like Le'Veon Bell because they make a lot of money. I understand the reality of their careers are very short and they take a lot of beating. That that's absolutely true. They put their health and their lives at risk on a daily basis in this. But it is their choice to do so. And the league only has so much responsibility in, in ensuring their health and safety. That's my take. <clears throat> no, all right, that was that was it. Because I personally, my own thought, like after after seeing him on the Jets, and now granted, the Jets did not have the best coaching at the time. Like I really right. just thought he was not who he was in Pittsburgh at all. No, and and the and the narrative <clears throat> that oh well, it's the Jets. They don't have the tools around him to properly utilize him, really, because the Ravens did, and he averaged what three point five yards per carry if in that. limited action with the Ravens. Mm-hmm. It was definitely less than four. Honestly, so, I, I don't yeah. even. I had. I can't even think of highlights of him playing for the Ravens. <laughs> like he I don't only, remember seeing only, any of them. I think he only carried the ball like thirteen times. I'd have to look it up. Yeah, but it was like for like less than like sixty yards or something like that. It's insane. All right, my last one for you. Yeah. CBS has put together its <clears throat> playoff picture. Okay, including. Postseason projection percentages. All right. So, really quickly, I want to, I'm going to tell you the seven teams they have from the AFC and the seven teams from the NFC. Okay. Tell me which one of these teams is not making the playoffs. All In right. order of seeding from one down, <clears throat> they've got the Titans, the Bills, the Ravens, and the Chiefs all winning their divisions. Okay. In the wild card, they've got the Patriots, the Chargers, and the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Which one of those seven teams is not making the playoffs? <clears throat> uh, out of that list, I'm going to go with the Steelers. Yeah, well, they're the last one in, right? Yeah, out of, out of that list, seeing, yeah, out of that list, and seeing how teams have been the last two weeks, uh, that's what I'm basing it off of. Not just because they're the Steelers, uh, like I don't. I mean, they're already having, like, Ben's already broken. They're clearly having backup issues with uh, Haskins, who apparently is not practicing well and using right. his phone on the field. So I don't, other than Deontay Johnson and um, and Harris, like, I don't know what else they have, really. I mean, look with the the, like, Detroit. Poor Detroit. What? Detroit came so close to beating them several times. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. That game. They, could, they could not beat Detroit. <clears throat> well, they didn't lose. They could not beat Detroit <laughs> in a full and overtime. The, and I watched that game. <laughs> I watched the the entire overtime in the last like five, maybe ten minutes of regulation. I was sitting on the couch, and Sean and I are sitting there, 
And all of a sudden, we see the score flash that the, the, the Lions are up three. And I went, holy shit, we need to put that game on. Mm-hmm. And so we did. <laughs> and then the game was much this, longer than you anticipated. <laughs> but the, the Lions kicker was so bad. He missed multiple kicks that could have ended that game. Oh, so it was like the, missed, it was like the Bengals Packers game. Yeah, I mean, he missed a kick in regulation, like in the second quarter, that would have given them a bigger lead and would have prevented overtime. They he missed a kick in overtime that mm. I still don't understand how he missed. It was like a thirty-two yard field goal. <laughs> oh, it, it Detroit literally gave them every. They did everything but show them their playlist. <laughs> and they still couldn't get it right. Just saying. So, yeah, I, I'm going to agree with you there. Let's look at the NFC really quick. They've got the Packers, the Cardinals, the Cowboys, and the Bucks all winning their division. Okay. Then they've got the Rams, the Saints, and the 49ers in Ooh. the playoffs. Oh, this one's much harder. Hmm. Poor Vikings are still on the outside looking in. They really are. Uh, I'm going to go right now. I'm going to go with the Cardinals because they seem broken. Really? Physically broken. (laughs) Wow. I'm I'm, I'm going with the Saints. The Saints are just inconsistent. I just just don't see the Saints. I mean, but I'm looking at this division and I'm like, I'm looking at this list. The Cardinals, the Rams, and the Niners, three teams. The only team out of the West that doesn't advance is Seattle. Can you believe Seattle's only won three games this year? I didn't realize I that until the other day. I, I, I can't Like, understand. if I told you in August, by Thanksgiving, Seattle would only have won three games, would you have believed me? <laughs> nope. I would have told you that everyone had to be hurt, including Pete Carroll. <laughs> and that would be the only thing that made sense to me. That'd be the only way that made sense to me. Yeah. So, they, all right. They, yeah, they really need to find a running back that can last more than three games. That's really oh their. Oh my god! Seriously, <laughs> they activated Rashad Penny, and I was like, "And then what? He's going to be hurt by the time the game ends." <laughs> like, he hurt himself picking up his phone to find out he could play. <laughs> god. So. I, oh I, man. I mean, uh, remember? I don't know. They had Sean Alexander, and then Marshawn Lynch, and then like everyone else just breaks themselves. And those guys weren't super durable either. They were just really, really good. Marshawn was pretty durable, but I think he had one really bad injury. But regardless. Yeah. So, all right, let's move on to America's favorite game. All right. Because I've got it here in front of me. Craig, you got a week off last week and Cinch embarrassed you. Yeah, Cinch did a good job. Good job, Cinch. He steamrolled it. We've got three games that are an over-under of 50-plus. Why does that matter? Because more points equals more fantasy potential. And if Vegas thinks they're going to score points, we should take a look at it. So three strikes on the board. Tell me the three games that have at least an over-under of 50 or more. All right. So let's go with the obvious. Um, Let's go with Cowboys Chiefs. 56. It's the high of the week. The Chief defense still stinks. (laughs) The Cowboys... Sorry, they stink. <laughs> I think the Cowboys, I personally believe the Cowboys have been the beneficiary of a, a weak schedule. That's, Hold that's, on. I'm uh, pulling it up. Uh, all right. Dallas Cowboys schedule. Here we go. All right. Week one, they lose by the Bucks. They lose to the Bucks by two. Okay. 
Then they beat the Chargers by three. Okay, maybe that's a decent game. They beat the Eagles. Okay. They beat the Panthers. They beat the Giants. They beat the Patriots. They beat the Vikings. They beat the Broncos, and they beat the Falcons. Oh, didn't the Broncos beat them? Sorry, the Broncos beat them. You're right. Sorry. So what you're telling me is the strongest teams they've played, they lost against one, and they beat the other one by three? Uh, yes. And that was nine weeks ago when everyone was still healthy. Hmm. Not buying it. I am not buying into the mystique. I, I think the Chiefs are going to steamroll the Cowboys. Um, I do think – I think – I think it's whatever team makes a defensive play is going to end up winning that game. That's the end of this. As long as Terry Matthews is playing, there's a there's a pretty good chance it's the Chiefs. So not, not so Jerry I, Jones. I, what's that? Jerry Jones is not going to win this game, is what you're saying? No. Jerry Jones will be crying all the way to Thanksgiving when Jerry Jones Cowboys will probably lose <laughs> to the Raiders <clears throat> because I would take the Raiders over them too. Um, let's see. Three games, right? So two more. Yes, two more. Let's go. Because this team has been quietly good, and they're playing a very good team. Uh, let's go with the Colts-Bills. Colts-Bills is a 50. Absolutely Ooh, well done. Right on the line. Absolutely well done. The Colts have finally figured out that if they don't want Carson Wentz to cost them football games, they shouldn't let Carson Wentz throw. Uh, and they're yeah. leaning on Jonathan Taylor, and that's worked. Yep. So I'm using Jonathan Taylor in that game. The Bills' offense is probably going to be too expensive, but I'll use him where I can. I'll absolutely use him where I can. Maybe not Cole Beasley because I still think the guy's a jerk. But, uh, yeah, Jonathan Taylor is pretty much a must-start for me. All right. Let's last see. week in DFS, yep. I ended up doing kind of a 360. We spent very little time on DFS. Yeah. Last week, I went on and I said, I want to use Jonathan Taylor, mm-hmm. Najee Harris, Mm-hmm. And to Ernest Johnson. Whatever happens, those three have to be in my lineup. And I cashed across the board. I had a good week. Nice. Uh, so I wasn't I wasn't crazy on those things. Ernest Johnson was great early and then petered off. He had like 75 yards at halftime. And I'm like, oh, and he ended up with 99. Don't you hate that? <laughs> Thanks, Browns. <laughs> so, all right. So there's one more game. And you have all your strikes. Ooh, this all one's right. the tough one for my opinion. Uh, <clears throat> teams that can score a lot. Lions See, I, I'm looking at a game that's not, and I'm like, how is that game not 50? Lions and Browns, no. Texans, no. I'm actually looking at two games I think should be 50. Eagles, no. Jets, no. Oh, man. All right, let's go. Let's try Packers-Vikings. That's one of the ones I think should be 50, and it's not. 49. <clears throat> Damn it. 49. That... I feel like I want to take the over in that game. I would too. Packers Vikings division game in Minnesota. Aaron yeah. Rodgers is pissed off, and Aaron Jones is hurt. <laughs> Aaron Jones is hurt. Maybe that's why. Well, that's true. Aaron Jones is hurt, and Minnesota is still red by Kirk Cousins. <laughs> uh, that's Was- strike one. What else you got? Washington, no. Seattle, no. Ah oh, man. Uh, Buccaneers. All right, let's go Giants Bucks. Giants at Bucks is strike two. That's <laughs> 40, 49 and a half. Oh, come on! <laughs> By a half a point, you missed Giants Bucks. I looked at that game and I went, why? 
because uh, the Buccaneers, I guess, because Tom Brady has a ESPN show or something. I, I don't know. Yeah, but he got <laughs> shut down by fucking Washington. And the Giants' secondary is at least as good as the Washington secondary. That's going to be a low-scoring game. <clears throat> Can I parlay the over of Green Bay with the under of Giants Bucks? <laughs> uh, you I might could. do it. You could. I might do that. Don't you hate it when you do like a three-legged parlay and two come out, and then the third one just you just. Oh miss. my god! I, I hate went. That. I went to bed Sunday night. <laughs> yeah. I had a four-legged parlay on the Chiefs game. And the only thing that had happened was the touchdown by somebody. I can't remember who it was. I think it was Tyreek Hill. And I'm like, ah, screw this. I woke up the next morning, and it all had happened in the second half when I fell asleep. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd had a few drinks on Sunday, so I fell asleep, and I missed the game. But I woke up, and it was like, oh, your parlay hit. And I'm like, holy crap. Just turned like $8 <laughs> into 60 <laughs> Don't you love All right, you that? got one strike in Damn one it. game. What is it? Ah. All right, Cardinal Seahawks. No, I'm torn between two games. All right, what 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 are the two games you're thinking? <clears throat> All right, thinking Patriots Falcons or mm. Bengals Raiders. Okay, I can see either of those. Sure. So talk it out and and think about it from a Vegas standpoint. <clears throat> um. Let's see. I mean, the Falcons only scored three points against the Cowboys. They did. But the Raiders didn't look too sharp against the Chiefs. The Chiefs' defense looked good, and they're not good. They just looked good. Yeah, Bengals. Bengals can score a lot if they just keep their shit together. I said big if this year, and not just for the Bengals, but for everybody. All right, screw it. Let's go, Bengals-Raiders. Bengals-Raiders is correct. That's a 50. Whoa, and right Craig wins line. America's favorite game. Uh, I, I will I will bet heavily on <clears throat> Bengal players. Joe Mixon's on my list of people to use. Uh, Jamar Chase, if I can afford him. Jamar Chase went from, oh, my God, how disappointing. He can't catch. <laughs> to, oh, my God, he's 8K. Yep. It happened like fairly in, quickly. <laughs> in 3.7 seconds. And that guy, that ex-GM from the Jets, is still mad the Bengals took him. I don't know yep. why. I just He's 7,200 this week. <laughs> is he? Just saying, Jamar Chase is 7,200. Damn. That's, that's to put it in context, uh, C.D. Lamb is 7,600. Uh, who else is in that 7K bracket? Debo Samuel, <laughs> 7,800. Where's Stefan Diggs? No, I don't know. Well, if you don't, I mean, we'll somewhere. get to it anyway. But. Yeah, we're about to get to it just now, but I just, I, well, there he is. 7,900. Oh. So, yeah. So, with that, let's uh, well, let's shift into our bets of the week. <laughs> I reached out to the source. He's 3-0. and And he didn't answer me. Oh, what a jerk. He, uh, <laughs> he might, uh, he might have become too big time for us. Well, that's um, just, that's just rude. <laughs> it's, it's sad. It's sad, really. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it looks like uh, he might be too too big for us now. I mean, it's uh, just disappointing. It really is. You know, either that or he's uh, he's down um, he's down in Dallas waiting for JFK to rise from the grave. That's that's also a possibility. <laughs> Both of them. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh my God! Don't get me started on that. When I found out there were people still down there because they thought that the Julian calendar might be the answer. 
<laughs> Did you hear about this? Not the calendar part. <laughs> so, okay, so you heard. All right, so for folks who have no idea what we're talking about, there's a QAnon conspiracy that JFK and, and his son <laughs> were going to rise from the dead and reinstall Donald Trump as the president of the United yes, States. The, the Democratic and, Jesus. <laughs> yes, it absolutely, obviously didn't happen. Um, but then the guy who started it went, whoa, 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 whoa. The reason it didn't happen is because we don't follow the Julian calendar anymore like the ancient Romans did. And the numerology I'm using to make <laughs> up this bullshit is based on the Julian calendar. So the actual date is like November 15th. Oh. So everybody went back to Dallas. God. On Monday, stood outside the plaza where they thought it was going to happen and waited Here's where it gets even weirder. Please tell me you're sitting down right now. Uh, yeah, I'm sitting. I'm sitting. They sang We Are the World just before midnight as they waited for John F. Kennedy to rise from oh the grave. Oh, my God. I would have paid someone to like dress up and just drive by in like a pickup truck and see if they oh followed. Oh, my God. We sh- <laughs> totally should have fucking done it. We should have paid somebody to show up like with a bad Boston accent that looked like JFK. Just woke up. Eh, I have um, uh, returned from the dead. We absolutely should have done it. We should have paid someone. Oh, my God. We are terrible people. But the first thing the Internet said was everybody knows that Michael Jackson, who is now we're finding out, had some issues with who may have been a pedophile in life. And isn't QAnon founded on pedophiles living in pizza basements? You kind of see the problem here. You're singing the song of, okay. Yeah, it's it's just weird. It's just weird. Oh, I have a message from the source. Oh my god, he heard you. <laughs> uh, sorry, I've been super busy. When do you record? <laughs> right, literally now. We're live. Uh, I am saying this to you now in a text message, and it is going on the podcast. So if you can give me an answer, I'd appreciate it. Send. Let's talk about our picks while we wait to see if the source decides to respond. All right. My pick of the week. Ready? Get yourself ready. I'm parlaying. I'm, 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 okay. All right. I'm taking Lions plus 11 and a half and the <laughs> over of 43 and a half against the Browns. Wow. I, I think the Lions win this or come close to winning this game in a shootout. I'm taking the over and the Lions plus 11 and a half. <clears throat> nice. What do you got? Yeah, that is nice. Um. Let me just check this uh, one thing really quick here. It's plus two seventy six too when I parlay it. Oh, that's nice. It's that adds not, yeah, up. That, that. Ad, that adds up nicely when it when it works. It does. It, really it does. does. Uh, Hold on, while you're looking, I can yeah. look up with that crazy um, my four legged parlay that hit. Oh, my four legged parlay was Tyree Kill with the over of fifty one and a half. That was the alternate over. Patrick Mahomes to throw for at least 275 yards. He threw for like 320. And the Kansas City Chiefs to win the game on the money line. And that played plus 497. So I think I bet $10 on it and won just under 50. Wow. Uh, So I think I'm looking at the points, points games, points games this week. Um, And Nosa said this sounds crazy, but Jacksonville hasn't been as terrible as everyone was thinking they were going to be. They've stayed in games for the most part. And they're getting six and a half against the 49ers at home. So I might. You're going to take the Jags? Getting six and a half? 
I might do it. Against a team that just wrecked the Rams? That's the thing. They're coming off this huge nighttime win, and I think they're not going to know what to do with themselves. And I think the Jaguars could stay in that game at home, provided everyone. See, I think the Niners have turned a corner. That's That's the thing with teams that don't. So not like say, okay, so we have the Buccaneers, right? And then like the Chiefs who win consistently. Then you have teams that don't win big games like on a regular basis. And I think that's just going to get to the 49ers head that they just destroyed the, the, the great Rams in a huge national game. So I think, I don't know if they're going to be mentally looking past the Jags. Uh, that's, that's my thing with picking them. And then the Colts, I kind of like the Colts plus seven against the Bills. Okay. Uh, I think yeah, the Colts think are going to. going to be close either. You don't think so? No, I just don't. Yeah. yeah. That's just me. As a source answered you. I, I'm I'm stalling to give him time, and he oh. hasn't. Oh. Well, wait, 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 oh, wait, wait. I've oh. got dots. Uh oh. I've got dots. It's it's an <laughs> encrypted message coming through um, a private uh, VPN, but I've got dots. <laughs> See, it takes a little longer because he sends this through – because he is so worried about security, it goes through a VPN to a server in Iceland and then has to bounce back. <laughs> so I'm getting dots now. He's probably already finished the message, and it's just being encrypted and sent through his vast <laughs> network of, of, of subsidiaries mm-hmm. before it gets to us. I can so, see that. By the way, while we're waiting for the source uh, right now to, to finish encrypting his message, did you see the trailer – for um, No Way Home, the new Spider-Man movie. I they did. They finally released a full with, trailer. With all the bad guys. With all the bad guys. Can I ask you an honest to God question? Yeah. Do you get the feeling that Doc Octopus is not going to end up being a bad guy in this movie? Because I do get that feeling. Uh, uh, I could see that. He was very confused that it wasn't, you know, his Peter Parker. His Peter Parker? Yes. Like, he was like, hello, Peter. And then he fights. He's like, you're not Peter Parker. And then, like, the next scene is, like, him standing. Now, it's, again, it may not be sequential, but him explaining his name is Dr. Otto, Otto Octavius and standing, like, looking at them through a doorway. And he seems to be, he, at one point, he's like, you're fighting ghosts or something like that. It, I get the feeling that he's going to be like, nah, man. Nah. I, I ain't got <laughs> nothing against you. You might be Spider-Man here. But you ain't the Spider-Man that I want to kill, so I, I'm, I'm not into it. Yeah, I, I could see that. Also, too, in that big scene where they, uh, you see, like, I think San, it's Sandman's face. Yep. And then you see the lizard. And yep. Possibly someone else. It doesn't look, and you see Spider-Man jumping in the background. Yep. Yep. It doesn't look like they're looking at him. Nope. So I think they're each, I think they're each looking at their own Spider-Man, if that possibly. makes sense. Possibly. Did you, have you ever have you also noticed that virtually every bad guy that they've teased for this movie is a member of the Sinister Six? Huh. Do you remember the Sinister Six? I do. I didn't think it about was, that though. It was Ock, it was uh Electro. It wasn't Sandman though, but um the lizard was in it. Jeez, who else was in it? Who am I forgetting? Mysterio, but he's dead. Uh, I almost feel like the Marvel MCU is trying to create some sort of Sinister Six crossover here. Hmm. Probably to set up something on Disney Plus for a series. Oh, more than likely. All right, really quick, because we're I've still got dots here. Oh, jeez. Um, 
Did, did you did you happen to see the Disney Plus anniversary short with the <clears throat> Simpsons? No, I didn't see it yet. You need to go watch it right now, or I'll just turn this off. <laughs> well, no, no, not now. But you need to watch it like ASAP. It is epic. For some reason, Disney Plus is throwing a two-year anniversary party at Moe's Tavern, huh. and Homer is not on the guest guest list, <laughs> and he's not happy about it. Oh, so it says no Homers. That's right. We have one. <laughs> All right, we're not. The, the, we'll, we'll see if the source gets back to us again. The source kind of kind of dropped the ball on this one, so he he might also be you know trying to to get some information for a dossier. Who knows? Let's move on to the metric. Um, we'll come back to the source if he gets back to us. Um, all right. So this week on the metric, I said to the metric, I need value. He goes, don't worry. I got you. You want to know who's good value? Cam Newton. Cam Newton's good value. <laughs> and I went, no, not, not even close. And they said, no, Cam Newton. How about Tua? No, no. They said, all right, you want something a little chalky? Aaron Rodgers is only 7K, and he's at Minnesota, a team he's historically done well against. So I'm as much as I hate the guy's guts, I will make money off of him. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be looking at Aaron Rodgers at 7K. Who do you like this week at quarterback? Uh, I'll agree with the metric there. I do like Aaron Rodgers this week at 7K. And another one, because he's playing Atlanta, uh, Mac Jones at 5,400. That might let me. He's coming on. I might, got him for sixteen. That might let me pick higher end running backs. So, oh, we ha- all right. We have response. Oh, oh, we have to re- we have two responses from the source. All right, it's tough week. I usually don't like betting on a Thursday night game, but my sources like New England minus six and a half over Atlanta. Oh, that's not terrible. Atlanta just can't seem to stay in games lately. Like they got decimated last week. So, I mean, anything under double digits. Uh, oh, I like Arizona too, but I've gone with them recently, and I'm trying to go with different games. All right, all right. So the source is like the source likes New England minus six and a half over Atlanta. So okay, all right. So let's move on to running backs. Sorry, we're all jumping right. around a little bit tonight. Excuse me. Uh, I have one name on my list. Who's that? And that one name is AJ Dillon, because Aaron Jones is hurt. Yes, he and is. And AJ Dillon is sixty two hundred. Hmm. That is super happy cheap. The other name, I, I, James Conner is also near the line. Najee Harris near the line. But you know who I really like this week? I like Mark Ingram a lot. Do you? Tomorrow is going to be back, but that's a good thing. That is. They were a pretty good combination. He's only 5,400. 50, 5,400 for Mark Ingram. Can he get the 16.2 points? I think he can. You want somebody in the same range that's probably going to be a little bit more reliable in terms of the, the share of the carries? David Montgomery is only 5,500. Now, granted, I have been a David Montgomery stan. <laughs> I will own that until the day I die that I, I have been behind David Montgomery every minute. He has been. But I think he could be used. 5,500 is not terrible. I got him for 15 points, which is right along the line. Who do you like this week? Let's see. This week, uh, AJ. I've always been a big AJ Dillon fan, so him at sixty two hundred. Yeah. Uh, this is he's gonna have a couple weeks to start, so this would be a good time to use him because he's not gonna get. Well, if he goes back to the bench, he might get cheaper, but he's not gonna get the playing time. Uh, I do listen, and that, as Britt has been with David Montgomery, I have been a huge DeAndre Swift fan. Yep. Uh, since he was drafted, he's a little pricey. He's seven thousand. I do like him against Cleveland. 
because going by what I'm reading that players have been saying about Cleveland and coaching, Cleveland is not in a good space right now, mentally. (laughs) Again. Again, I told you all in July, but no one listened. But anyway, I do like Swift this week at 7,000. I think he has potential to have a good game, and Detroit keeps getting close to winning a game. Like, Mm -hmm. they keep inching closer and closer to winning a game, so it's going to happen. Yeah, Um, I agree. And if you want to pay up, you know, Jonathan Taylor is 8,300, but that's a lot. Jonathan Taylor's 8,300. Freaking Christian McCaffrey's 8,900. I'm like, come on. Come on. Work with me here, people. Wide receivers. The metrics like, screw you. I got nothing. (laughs) He's like, you got to use some of these lower names like Bateman and Marcus Johnson and Brian Edwards and Nico Collins. And I went, no, no, and no. (laughs) So I'm looking for mid-range this week, and I'm looking at Darnell Mooney. Yes, I have talked about Darnell Mooney like half of the weeks this year. He's 5,200. I really like that price tag for him. Elijah Moore, yes. I have gone to bat for Elijah Moore before, and yes, I know he's still a Jet, but he's only 4,900. There's one guy out there who's really, there's two guys out there in the mid-range who are absolutely fascinating as potential breakouts, and it's Brandon Ayuk and T. Higgins. Both are, uh, Ayuk is 5,000, Higgins is 5,400. Mm-hmm. Ayuk was really quiet this last week, but like I said, I think San Francisco's turned a corner. I might try to go mid-range and use Ayuk and Higgins so I can pay up at somewhere else. Pay up like for another receiver or like pay up for Jonathan Taylor? Maybe, maybe, mm. maybe, probably for running back. All right. Probably for running back. I'd probably pay up for running back, honestly. That makes sense. Like we've been we've been riding Michael Pittman for like a month. He's finally over six thousand. So I got to get off the Michael Pittman train. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> He's too expensive. No, he is. He is too expensive. What do you like this week, a wide receiver? Uh, this week I'm the same kind of thing. I may go a little bit higher. Uh, I know he's further down on the list, but Deontay Johnson has been consistent as much yeah. as I'm not a Steelers fan, but he has been a very consistent player this year. Um. Jamar Chase is a huge upside. You know, he could easily have two touchdowns and 180 yards by the third quarter against the Raiders. Uh, he's yeah. 7,200. Uh, and then looking like, you know, I do like I do like the Ayuk uh, pick. So if I'm using those other two guys, I would have to go with Brandon because he's 5,000. <laughs> no matter how productive Debo Samuel is, Ayuk, with the exception of this last week, finds a way to get involved and that just which makes me want to use like a Jimmy Garoppolo pick but Garoppolo's well he's only 5600 and it's at Jacksonville I don't know if that game turns out to be as close as you think it is maybe it's a good week for a San Francisco stack I don't know and then I look up on Sunday and it's Jacksonville 10 San Francisco 3 and I'm like (laughs) oh Jesus Christ (laughs) probably so tight ends easy I'm using Cole Komet He's 3,400. I got him for 10 points. That's as close to value as I'm going to get in terms of people I trust. Gerald Everett's cheaper. Yep. Adam Troutman's cheaper. Yep. CJ Ozoma's around the same price. Yep. <laughs> I'm using Cole Komet. Has Cole Komet caught a touchdown yet this year? Uh, I can tell you. <laughs> I'll do it live. I am at a 30% chance of a touchdown this week, too. Uh, da, 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 da. player stats. 
He has zero touchdowns receiving. <laughs> Oops. It could happen. It it could happen. I don't think it needs to, though. He can have – I've got him for five catches for 55 yards. Mm. That's 10.5 points on a 3,400 salary. No, that's not bad. That is not I just, bad. I, I think they're going to utilize him. I just I just got that feeling. I just oh. got that feeling. He's he is he is too cheap at that price. Reliability wise, he's more reliable than Gerald Everett. He's more reliable than Adam Troutman. True. He's more reliable. Uh, sorry, than C.J. Uzoma. I, I gotta I gotta roll with it. All right. What do you got? Uh, for me, I might be looking at how much money I have left at this point when I make my lineup because I usually use sure. ten last. Um, I wouldn't pay anything more than four thousand for Dawson Knox, because um, anything more you've been than a big Darcy, you've been a big Dawson Knox guy. I have been this year. Um, anything more than four thousand, you're just you're just paying way too much for a tight end, as we remind you every week. Yeah. Um, like really, you want to like go Pat bargain Fur, basement? Fur, what's Fur, that? The guy, what's his name? Furmoth, Furmoth, the guy in Pittsburgh, Pat. Oh, for for uh, Pat Furmuth. He's forty two hundred dollars. Holy crap. He's so hit or miss. He has like one good eight game a year. He is he is the Byron Pringle of the <laughs> tight end world. That's but true. good luck guessing when it is. I mean, that's the thing. See, you know what the same thing is? The same logic to me applies to Mercedes Lewis. Hmm. Mercedes Lewis has like one touchdown a year, but that one game, he's like six catches for 70 yards and a touchdown. And then the rest of the time, he's got two passes, two catches for eight. So, but he's 2,600. If you think it's going to be against Minnesota, this is the week to grab him. But yeah. is it really going to happen? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I, I mean, it's, uh-huh. it's, it's one of those, it's one of those, uh, you know, if it, if you hit it, fantastic. I don't think you're going to hit it. So, I don't know. Will Disley's yeah. down at 2,500. Remember when Will Disley was going to be a thing? I remember that. And then it wasn't. And then it wasn't. <laughs> All right, defense is really quick because we're out of time. Pick one. Um, yeah, pick one. I kind of like Washington at Carolina after the job they did last week, but I'm not, you know, 2,400 isn't terrible. Even without, you know the, I, um, even without Chase Young? Even without Chase Young. I mean, it would be, it'd be more expensive if they had Chase Young. You know who intrigues me, though? Hmm. Lions are 2,100 at Cleveland. You know, I was that was going to be my pick this week. Again, the Lions are like really close to winning a game, and it could happen. And they're twenty one hundred. I don't know. I yeah, I might use that as a way to save money too. So, all right. So there's our picks for the weeks. Craig, final thought. Uh, final thought for me this week. Uh, I just want to say thank you again to everyone who's listening to the podcast. Appreciate it. And if you listen to last week's podcast and you don't get the inside thing about two hundred forty dollars worth of pudding, uh, just look that up on YouTube, and you will find a state skit from the 90s, um, which is what I was referring to. Literally search $240 worth of pudding. Seriously, just put that in. And you will find it. <laughs> it's, it. He's not joking. And if you've never seen The State, the MTV uh, sketch comedy show, absolutely hysterical. Particularly if you ever watched Reno 911. It's all, like, it's you, all of them. Well, not all of them. If but. you ever watched <laughs> Viva Variety, there was three of them on that. Um, we saw, God, which one did we see? We saw one of them do stand up live in Fairfield right before the pandemic. My God, which one is it? Michael, but he was one of the guys, he was, he was Barry, the Barry and (laughs) Levon sketch and his stand up was freaking hysterical, very politically charged, 
yeah. but freaking hysterical. He did a 25-minute skit about how Donald Trump was the mustard on his sandwich of life, <laughs> and he hates mustard. <laughs> like, no joke. He spends the entire time talking about how much he hates mustard and then finds a way to tie it into politics. It was bizarre and hysterical. So that's awesome. Uh, my my last uh, my my uh, my final thought is just you know, Thanksgiving's upon us, guys. We talked about at the top of the show that uh, the NFL is already tightening up its rules because they're worried about outbreaks. You all should be worried about outbreaks too. Is it going to happen? Who knows? But go this year and see your family if you feel comfortable. But if you do, please be careful. If you're traveling across state lines, if you're gathering with a group of more than six or seven people that you don't know where they've been, take some time afterwards and quarantine. I'm not sitting there saying you got to lock yourself in a bunker for 10 days, but monitor what you're doing. Take precautions. Protect each other. We missed Thanksgiving last year. We don't have to miss it again this year, but doesn't mean we can just go in willy-nilly. We're having Britsgiving this year. And it's a very, very small gathering compared to years past because we are making sure we are all safe. And every person is the, who will be there is vaccinated. So we know that, that that's the case. We're taking those precautions. Please just be careful and enjoy your Thanksgiving because if you do it carefully, you will have more Thanksgivings to enjoy later. You know what we enjoy here at the Football Fignuts Podcast? Reviews. Please, the biggest thing you can do to help our show is to leave us a review wherever you listen to us, whatever podcast directory you're on, leave us a review. The next best thing to leaving a review is reaching out to us and saying hello. Just even if you if you have a question, if you have a comment, we want to hear from you. You can reach us. We are the Football Fignuts Podcast on Facebook. We are at FignutsDFS on Twitter, and we are available at FignutsDFS at gmail.com via email. Because there are still people who do email. So, Craig, I, I, it, every year we get to this point, and I always forget, what's our plan for Thanksgiving? Do we record the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving? Because uh, why do I never remember? I plan on being drunk. <laughs> I mean, we could be or, the off, I guess. I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll figure, figure it out. out. So I maybe, don't know. We'll figure it out. Maybe, we'll let you know. Maybe we'll be back. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if you saw, but Two Roads is hosting a UConn event next Tuesday. So That's true, And too. I'm off. Oh, I'm off. So I am going and they, they, they've advertised that Jonathan, the Husky is going to be there. And I looked at my wife and I said, it better be the actual Husky dog. Cause if it's the guy in the suit, I'm going to hit him with a stool. <laughs> that I don't would hurt. To see Cause those the... two road stools are, uh, they're, uh, they're heavy. They're heavy. They're heavy and solid. I want to see Jonathan, the dog. This is the, <laughs> I, for those who don't know, I graduated from Yukon. I have met every Jonathan since Jonathan eight. And I think this is like Jonathan 14. This is the first dog I have not actually laid eyes and hands on in all of the many years I've been associated with the University of Connecticut. I need that dog to walk through the door right now. <laughs> I need this. It, like, like as a big uplifting thing. I'm just saying, I, I, I've, I've met them all. They were all very sweet dogs. I really want to meet this dog. So if the mascot walks through the door, I'm going to be like, oh, fuck this. I said, <laughs> My wife, my wife says to me, are you going to storm out? I said, no, but I'm going to drink my, my beer and be very grumpy about it. <laughs> but we, all right, so we'll, we're going to see what the schedule permits. We will probably be back next week in some, maybe, you know what? Maybe we let the B squad take over. Could. Let's, let's, let's take a week off and you and I can go behind the board and let Sean and Cinch 
talk for a while. Okay. And, and, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what their availability is like, too. But uh, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. Go out there and enjoy your week 11. Uh, we will talk to you at some point in the next two weeks. Keep, uh, keep an eye on Twitter for what we're going to do about next week with the holiday. But until we speak next, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. We are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Hi, Deb.